Hello and welcome to another edition of On the Board. I'm Mike Fast. Today's topic is football's place in society. Speaking of society, I wanted to share some brief thoughts about the recent events of this past week. A friend of mine texted me yesterday and asked why I hadn't spoken out about the recent events. And I told him, honestly, I didn't know what to say. Of course, I had thoughts and beliefs, but I didn't know how to express them. And I didn't want to say something for the sake of saying something, for the sake of being heard. Because A, it's not about me. And B, if I say something because there's a platform and attention on an issue, and I'm not able to stand behind it, and I'm not asked about it, if I'm just saying it for my own gain... What kind of person does that make me? But I gave it some thought, and here's what I have to say. Number one, my heart breaks for victims of injustice. When people are bullied or taken advantage of, especially by those who have power over them, and their victims cannot defend themselves, it makes me sick. Number two, destructive behavior by nature won't rebuild anything. It'll only tear something down. While it's an understandable release of anger and tension, I question if it helps achieve the long-term goal. I understand the reaction to want to physically act out. But someone once told me you have to want what your wants lead to. Meaning, if you do something destructive, you could very well end up further back than when you started. Now, only you can make the right decision for yourself. And I'm not saying it's easy. Of course, it's not easy. Nothing about this is easy. But I am saying that... When you choose to act out physically and destructively, there are consequences. And it might achieve your goal, but it's not probable. Number three, anyone that hears this and knows me knows I like to listen. I welcome you telling me your story. If that's something that you're comfortable with and you'd like to do after you hear this, Please get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help how I can. In the last few days, I've called and texted some friends of mine to have an open dialogue. And we've both found that entering into a conversation with humility and an intention of progress is a healthy way to work toward a solution. If you come in hot and you try to steamroll people, even if you're justified in doing so, they are very likely to turn you off and ignore what you're saying, even if the content of which is good and true. In other words, the way in which you present your message is vital to how your audience will receive it. So, all that being said, I thought it was important to say because now I know I can stand behind what I've said and I think and I hope and I pray 
that what I've said somehow helps you or someone you know that's been struggling recently. Now to football. With all the conversation about professional sports leagues returning to action, I thought about why is there so much excitement? Of course, sports in general are exciting, but how can we even be up for sports? I feel like collectively we've all just been through so much. How can we even have the capacity to, quote, get up for a game? But then I realized if you think about people gathering at a stadium, even if they live in the same state, they likely travel from far distances and sit in less than ideal weather conditions and pay less than ideal prices to be together and cheer on their team. And a lot of times people come from out of state. They make a weekend or a week of it. People spend tens of thousands of dollars every year just to go to the Super Bowl, even though their team might not be in it. So what about that? What about football in particular brings people together? Well, I think first of all, it's important to note that it does bring people together, that it does unite. And what more could we all use right now than being united? What more could we all use now than a, a game of football or a live sporting event? Sporting events in general are seen as an escape and a release. You get to be entertained and thrilled, and it teaches you a lot of really good lessons as well. But to be able to gather, whether at a house or a restaurant or a park or a stadium, you get to realize there are people that don't look like me, that earn more and less money, that are younger or older, but we're all united by this one thing. I have said many times that football is more than just football, meaning life is more important, but football is the example I'm using to relay all these good things. It's not been devoid of controversy, but it maintains its lead and attention and interest among fans. Football is the biggest sport going in the United States, meaning it has a great capacity for impact. Who knows? It could be used as the catalyst for change and recovery. Maybe not absolutely, but it could be the spark. So knowing football has the ability to unite and progress our nation, why not get it started? I have a feeling that the powers that be at the NFL are not moving forward with the league, as we said in our last episode, because of social reasons. I'm sure it's a financial obligation and it would, it would bring about undue financial burden to all kinds of people and corporations if they delayed the league. But, as we said, the NFL has not been devoid of controversy. So, to move forward, knowing your product has such a potential for impact would be a huge public relations boost, especially in a climate where your competitors are unsure of themselves. And that brings me to my last point. Some of you may know I'm a high school football coach. And everything I just said, most of which that I just said has been learned firsthand by coaching. 
In case you don't know, high school football coaches are mostly volunteers. That's not an exaggeration. That's a statement of fact. Most high school football coaches get paid zero dollars. As a matter of fact, through giving players rise or buying equipment or buying pizza or whatever it may be, they're losing money. But of course, that's not why they do it. And even the paid coaches don't make enough to make it their only occupation. So they have to navigate their family in their main job to be a coach. So it's not easy. And I'm not saying that to create a pity party. I'm saying that so that you can see the framework through which coaches look at their calling. Knowing that your time is your most precious asset and knowing that your time will not be compensated for the most part by money, there must be something of inordinate value on the other end of the proposition for you to do what you do. And being able to influence the lives of young men is among the greatest privileges of my life. To be able to lead and encourage and teach and coach and guide these young men is something that I don't know I'll ever see the full breadth of how important it is. I happen to coach many African-American players. I happen to know their backgrounds. I think of them in a way like sons. As a matter of fact, when I first started coaching and someone made a play on one of my players and tackled him pretty hard, I got upset. And then he got up and went to the next play and I realized, look, this is life. We just talked about how the game of football, it's kind of a metaphor for life. It teaches you life lessons. As a young coach, I'm coaching and I'm thinking, oh, there's a potential they could get hurt. They could be embarrassed. They could mess up. Probably all three, probably in the same game. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. But the beauty of the situation is that you get a choice of how to respond. You get to help them and use your experiences to help them respond. And so when I think about coaching and I think about football's place in society and how it ties into everything going on, I think about how it boils down for me, how it all boils down to a few core questions. What are you willing to do for those around you? How are you willing to love your neighbor? What's stopping you from taking that next step? Let me repeat those three questions. And I think if you take nothing else away from this, I think these are three very important questions that I've already asked myself and I would encourage you to ask yourself because, again, it's not going to solve everything, but it's a tangible step toward healing and toward solution. What are you willing to do for those around you? How are you willing to love your neighbor? What's stopping you from taking that next step? Please notice I didn't demand you do anything supernatural. I didn't say you do anything that you're unable to do. I'm encouraging you to ask yourself those questions. What are you willing to do for those around you? How are you willing to love your neighbor? What's stopping you from taking that next step? Think about those questions and then watch how your world changes for the better.
I can tell you from experience, specifically with regards to coaching in football, that when I have approached those questions with humility and an intention of progress, I have been able to witness results that I never thought possible. And you end up getting help in being cared for people that you never knew cared for you. It's almost impossible to encapsulate everything and encapsulate the value of football and coaching in a podcast. But if we approach those around us in a caring way, we have no idea the progress that can be made. Football, rallies, campaigns, charities are all good. They're all good. But I ask you, what is in your heart? And the way you answer that question will determine where we as a community and a nation go from here. Thank you so much for listening to On the Board, Episode 2. I encourage you to share, like, comment, and review. And again, we're one week closer to the NFL season. It's coming. It'll be here before we know it. I'm excited. I'm ready. I can't wait. And I look forward to the next time. This has been On the Board. Thanks for listening.